0: Julie girl, Julie, Julie, Julie girl, hey, Julie girl, 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 hey, Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie girl, Julie Julie girl,
1: Welcome to Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast. Julie Girl is a weekly podcast presented with an unfiltered foray into all things Big Brother. This podcast was intentionally created from an alternative POV. Big Brother has a vastly diverse fan base, but the majority of the community's creative content feels skewed and we wanted a place where we could be as real as possible to talk about what's really going on in these BB streets. You can find all of our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And if you feel drawn to like, comment, subscribe, and share our episodes, we'd highly appreciate that as well. If you ever have any suggestions for things you'd like to hear, feel free to let us know by sliding into our DMs on Twitter at at Pod or sending us an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com. Today we have some guests with us Zach is taking a break He's been going through it He was supposed to be an awesome this weekend But things didn't quite work out So we're going to let him have his weekend But we got some very special friends in the house today We have Aman and Nettie What's up y'all? Hello <laughs> hey. How y'all feeling? Thank you for being here I'm Gucci It's been a long time since I've been back with uh, the Julie Girl fam, so I'm I'm happy to be back. Yeah, it has been a, a, a long while. <laughs> I don't even remember the last time. I think BB. I think we were we did one episode during BB 22, or maybe it was the preseason. I don't remember. It was. It's been a while. It's been like a, like a year. It's been a Before while. And it'd been like a long time. <laughs> right, right. Well, I'm happy to have you back. And Nettie, welcome for the first time.
2: Yes. I'm so excited.
1: Yes. So how have y'all been? What have y'all been up to? Any, any cool things going on in your world? I'm out here living, surviving, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Nothing major to report, but um, yeah, I'm I'm good.
2: Um, I spend most of my days either working or avoiding this COVID. <laughs> um so things are good on both fronts when i'm not avoiding this covid i am trolling them on on twitter just kidding um <laughs> and uh you know ranting and raving in uh james's dms that's all <laughs> Everything's
1: good. on that soapbox
2: <laughs> always on the soapbox i always keep the soapbox on no one on she stay on like, the soapbox
1: um, it. let, let people know where they can find you on Twitter and everything too.
2: Oh, I am on Twitter at, at Nettie Set That's Nettie called N-E-D-D-I-E, set and then go. Um, I've had this, uh, handle since I was in high school. I feel like I should change it because I'm a whole grown woman these days, but <laughs> no, I think like it's part of my identity. Good. I guess, but you know, it's part of my identity now. People like, I have friends who call me Nettie Set Go, which is wild. So. Whatever.
1: That's where I am. And Amon, people know where they can find you, but you can let them know anyway.
2: <laughs> I can avoid
1: you. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Amon Adwin. You can unfollow me at Amon Adwin on Twitter. Uh, what if there was an avoid know. button instead of a, vo- a follow button? It's like, girl, let me go avoid you.
2: Let me go avoid. I
1: would wear that button. Yeah, not not a block button, but an avoid <laughs> button. like.
2: Yeah, I would wear that Me button now. But I would want them to tell them that I'm avoiding them. Like, Nettie is avoiding that's you. That's what I would want.
1: <laughs> Nettie would followed so by, great. avoided by. <laughs> what if you did have a, an avoided count? That would be a mess, child. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Honestly, Twitter, y'all y'all need to get on that. That's actually funny as hell.
2: <laughs> yes, nobody asked for fleets, but we are asking for the avoid buttons.
1: I love it. Well, one thing I'm not trying to avoid is this season. It has been so good. I have really been enjoying it. Okay, segue. One one thing I really have been wanting to do is to dive into the existence of the cookout and really talk about the different dynamics and everything that's going on within the cookout and within the fandom and just everything like that. So we definitely want to jump into that conversation today. And we want to also do a recap of everything that happened during Xavier's HOH. So if y'all are ready, we can jump right in. Well, first and foremost, it Usually me and Zach have like an update At the beginning of our episodes So I just wanted to give my quick update Because I've been talking about this raggedy ass Big Brother game for the past year That I've been playing And I would be <laughs> remiss to say that I was finally evicted And, <laughs> and I did not win the $33,000 And it ended up going into the hands of someone Who I don't necessarily believe deserves it But you know, congratulations, girl Um <laughs> It, uh, you know, the experience was fun. In, in a sense but it was exhausting and it was all encompassing tier 7 was a lot and the way that people yeah. were it came out that people were cheating in different ways and doing different shady things so it's what? just like how because you can play log multiple in accounts, you, no, you can log in to play for each other so if you're really good at competitions you can log into somebody else's competition and win their HOH for them or win their veto for oh, them ew. so Ooh. it puts you in a disadvantage Ooh. when you're playing your, like me I'm pa- playing my own games if somebody Else is logging in to win HOH for their ally, it takes away from my score potentially if they're really good at it. So it's, it just, is really unsavory and the way that everything unfolded and screenshots and accusations and all of the above from tier six into tier seven and in tier seven, it just left a really bad taste in my mouth. And BBTG needs to get that together going into season two, if there is a season two, because it could have, there's so many incredible players who have played the game in the past year. And I wish one of them would have won, you know, and not, no, not to knock the girl who won. Like she, she, She won, you know, like congratulations. But she had been evicted like 16 times and she had like when you get evicted you have to play to pay pay. you have to pay to play again so if you keep paying and keep trying you know you might get lucky but I literally was evicted zero times going into tier 7 and I was the only person out of all of the 33,000 people that played the game that was never evicted and made it to the end on one token and so not saying that I deserve to win but I just wish I would have had a completely fair shot compared to everybody else you know because apparently everybody in tier seven was cheating or some shit. So that's such trash. Like I really thought you were gonna win because you were like like every other every other month you'd be like, oh moving up to the next tier, moving on up. I was like, oh shit, he's getting really, really close. So I really thought that you had this in the bag. But like if people are out here cheating, like fuck that. That's just I mean, I guess you can I guess that's what we should expect because it's online and you know, people are gonna do what they're gonna do, but that's that's trash. At least you at least you know deep down that you never cheated, you were never evicted, so clearly you had one of the better games.
2: Yeah, I thought you were going to win too. I thought, I thought James was going to win because there was like a good week where like I didn't hear from James at all. I was like, girl, are you <laughs> like, is everything good over there?
1: <laughs> Y'all were all like, where have you been? You just popping in. We ain't talked to you. And so I'm like, girl, my life has been taken over by this raggedy ass app and I'm ready for it to be over with. I hated it. But no, you're right. And it does give me a, a, a little peace knowing that I did my best. And I came in eighth place. So eight. Eighth place out of everybody that out of that played this game. I'm, yeah, yeah. So like, it is what it is. Um, I don't. At this point, I don't really care. I was never playing to win the money. I was just playing to do my best. And so, if I can't always do my best up against people who are cheating and know that they're good at certain competitions and certain this and certain that, and playing together to get out the big targets, quote unquote. So, it is what it is. I'm. So I'm would proud. you do it again? I mean, obviously. Right now, you probably wouldn't, but like season three, would you do it again? It's a possibility because I like the dynamics of the game itself. I love playing the competitions. I kind of like the stress of waiting to see who's going to win HOH and who's going to win veto, and all of those things. And those things are kind of fun. But I don't know if I would want to play it the same way that I did this time around and be that serious. I told them, I said, look, if I play this again, I'm telling you all you hoes now, I am cheating and I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever it takes <laughs> to get wherever I need to be, because that's what y'all, that's a, that is what y'all are awarding. So like, why, why would I not like, why would I play clean if I, mean, I don't got a shot? If everybody cheats, then it's not cheating anymore period so if that's the world we're living in that's the world we're going to be living in so we'll see what comes down the road but as of now i'm good on that well i mean it feels like it feels like thirty thousand dollars isn't enough like i feel like out of all the people that paid because it was it's like what like five dollars right for three tickets like i feel like it should have been a lot more clearly the owners of the app pocketed a lot of that cash but it's fine whatever for sure well they said at the beginning it was up to a million dollars and it depended on how many people actually signed up to play and for every person that signed up they would put 69 cents into the pot and so that's how we Mm. came up to the to the number of like we knew was going (laughs) to be around thirty thousand dollars. so when they when they told us how many people had played so it is what it is whatever okay yeah that's a little
2: Oh
1: my God, Ahmad, uh, your reaction just killed me. That's, that's a little, um, yeah, I do I, I might, I would be DMing people. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> They follow me on Twitter too. I should hop in these DMs right now and be like, 30,000 sis. Now, look, like, what's right? Y'all tried it, but I'm happy that it wasn't hundreds of thousands because I would have been pissed. I would have been like, look here, I'm gonna need you to run me my money. Okay. (laughs) That would have changed the game. If it was like hundreds, close to anything, close to a million dollars, listen, that'd have been a whole nother ballpark. Can you imagine if it was like more than what you actually win being on the actual show? Like, listen, that would be be a crazy experience. I, yeah, it would have that would have completely changed the experience for me but 30,000 like it's a lot of money but it's not enough to make me that mad like to the point where I can be comfortable with somebody else walking away with that but mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands mm-mm, that's a that's a different that's a different game that's life-changing <laughs> that's that's it yeah, that's a, yeah. all right well <laughs> <laughs>
2: Your spirits out free now. I needed spirit. it
1: off. It was toxic. Let's jump into BB23. <laughs> so last week, Xavier won HOH. And honestly, these episodes have been quite good. Have y'all been enjoying these episodes this season? <laughs> Not the silence.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. I'll go first. Um, no, I have been. I have been watching Big Brother now for... 15 years, which means I started when I was five. (laughs) Um, Hold
1: on. (laughs) I was like, let me add these numbers up. You do a math like Big Brother the Game.
2: (laughs) Denial sometimes is the way to go. Okay, so I've been watching this (laughs) for like 15 years. And so I have to tell you, the last few years of this show has really stressed me out for obvious reasons. We won't have to go deep into that. That's not So this this game this year has been a nice change of pace for sure. One, I actually really like almost everybody that's in the house. Which is a nice, which is different for me because usually I very clearly know who I don't like from day one. And I know I said Xavier is Ashy. I'm not
0: letting
2: that <laughs> go. I think there's time.
1: There's time. So
2: but yeah, I actually like everybody and I think that the competitions have been really unpredictable, which is nice mm-hmm. coming off of last year and the year before.
1: Yeah, no, I've uh, I've enjoyed this past season as well. Obviously the casting is in the right direction this year. Absolutely. Um, as always, things are never gonna be absolutely 100% perfect. I don't think that's necessarily even possible. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've I've really been enjoying it. And I think that it's just been such a nice freaking fresh breath. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like a lot of people are coming back to the show and seeing like what this show actually could be and what it used to be in a lot of ways back then for the modern era it really feels like after all stars we're really in a new new space for this show and it's been it's been a lot of fun so far i agree i loved it i'm happy that you know at least we got another all stars and they can just close that chapter with that with them all stars we can leave them right where they are and move on to the future yeah. i could not agree more uh, yeah i honestly feel like yeah at this point we don't need to see anybody come back like i'm fine with having returning seasons but we're going to need at least five more seasons before they do that again. Like, Absolutely. Let's just leave everybody where they lay. I'm not saying we can't pay homage to the greats or whatever, but, it, it like, look, it's I done.
2: I don't even like all-star seasons. <laughs> it's like, done. my mom knows that. Like, to me, I guess because of, the na- because of the nature of Big Brother, I think I would rather have an all-star season, like, every, like, eight-ish years as opposed to having like a couple come back every season, like we need to cancel that. I can't with the return. For sure, yeah,
1: the, the, the mixed seasons are they're weird. Like sometimes they they end up popping off, and sometimes they're not. They're just not really good. Like, I mean, I feel like for BB Can Five, that was like one of the first examples for me of a mixed season where it was like, oh, this is this is fantastic television. But then you have shit like All Stars, where it's like, what the hell BB nineteen and BB nineteen. Um, BB18 was fine. I feel like BB18 gets a lot of flack for no reason. I hate it. But yeah, it's it's really hit or miss. I really thought I had a lot of high expectations for BB All Stars Two, only because of the fact that we had been asking for it for like fifteen damn years. Um, <laughs> and, right. And the and, and and the cast, like yeah, like we really didn't get a good season. But like the cast on it by itself was pretty decent. I mean, we didn't get like the big, big, great legends like the Vanessas and the Dans or whatever but we still got really good players that I wanted to see come back and like do something. And it just, it, it just didn't end up happening. It was that damn committee. It just, it ugh. Ugh. just fucked it up. Oh
0: gosh. Yeah.
2: No, the cast was, I mean, I'm glad you liked the cast because <clears throat> that's not how we feel in this house. But um, to me it just felt like I'm not even to get into an all-stars two conversation. Cause please Jesus. But like, it felt <laughs> like, to me, I don't want to re trigger myself. It felt like to me, like they picked like the second best person in like all the seasons. Like they picked like not the like not like the top dog fancy f- favorites that people like, but like the mid tier. Like, mm, but no, I feel like, like, you I, guess have, you, like I feel coach.
1: like you have like Janelle's definitely top tier.
2: Okay, well, Janelle, you know Janelle's queen. Yeah, like, I mean, I'll never say. anything. Kaser doesn't necessarily
1: like, do well all the time, but I still feel like he's still a legend. You know what I mean?
2: Kaser is a legend, despite the fact that he goes home third every single time. <laughs> and, um, then
1: him, and then you throw in, and then you throw in like really good players like Tyler, like and Danny, okay. Danny, Danny Donato. Like I was
2: shocked to see Danny come back. I was shocked to see her come back. That was I was. She should have stayed was,
1: off. <laughs> she really should have. I
2: was going to say it was nice to see her again. You know, but I think that should that's her last season and that's okay. Thank
1: God. Yeah, that's perfectly okay. <laughs> I think I'm good now.
2: You're going you to get blocked again. Look at you. No, you know what? Like, you know... <laughs> no, I'm not
1: even going to say nothing. Let me just... I'll just take that out. It's fine. <laughs> she's going to be throwing daggers at you this entire episode. I well, could already it was see so, it. so... Like, look. Was it was dagger? so benign. I literally... I didn't know that they were still estranged. <laughs> I didn't know that she didn't fuck with her dad like that. And so when she's out here tweeting about oh i hate people that have nicknames on the show fuck swaggy c all this shit i'm like girl your father like is called evil dick and then there was an immediate block i'm like what are you so it wasn't even like i was really out here like trying her she tried herself (laughs) she tried herself she tried herself a lot that season but anyway let's not dwell too much in the past and, you know, all that demonic energy that we have moved on from. And we are going to move into the, the, the present and the goodness of what we're, where we're being fed right now. So last week, Frenchie was evicted, thank the gods. Ooh. Like, we, we just needed it to happen. And the Aces helped to throw the HOH to Xavier. And Xavier was super happy that he won HOH. But he said he did not want to have a reign like Frenchie at all. And who could blame him? Mm. <laughs> um... <laughs> not the mm in unison. <laughs> so then, Brittany was talking, and she she felt pretty good about Xavier winning. She didn't think that that she would go up on the block for a second week. And then we go to Brent, and Brent feels like he's feeling pretty good too because him and Xavier are in shared alliances, and he thinks he's sitting pretty. And then Oz is also happy that Xavier won, and she but she's not sure what Xavier is going to do. And she's like, X keeps his cards so close to his chest. I don't even know if he can see him. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. And then Derek F is sad that Frenchie's gone, which cracks me up. But oh I'm happy that oh Frenchie Lord. is gone. Do you think that his game will improve with Frenchie gone? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I mean, I think, it, you know, he's, I think it's just who he is as a person. I, he sort of like lacks a bit of, a, what's the word? I don't know. He just doesn't have like a lot of the social self awareness. Yeah just doesn't have a lot of good social grace like mm. i it's really exhausting sort of watching him having conversations with people on the feeds because he never lets anybody else get a word in edgewise like he's always talking with aza and aza's always trying to like make her point come across and he's always interrupting people it's just he's not he's a he's a good guy or whatever like i don't I have anything against him but he's just not a good player at all.
2: I mean, some of the stuff he's saying on the feeds is wild from adderspace.com Yeah,
1: that too. <laughs> like yeah. there's
2: been a couple comments where I'm <laughs> like, where are you from, Philly? I should have known. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, come on now.
2: <laughs> no, I love you know I love Jagger. Philly I've been Philly for the longest time. Like, first of all, I don't think Frenchy was ever good for his game at all. Like, I don't know why. He was so entranced with you know this man. He he liked him. Not just he liked him. Attracted. He liked. I just feel like Derek. Don't say that, Nettie. I just feel like <coughs> um <laughs> um I feel like it, it was like a weird fixation. Like I don't know what like like what he brought out in Derek. F, but Derek F was really into him. But I feel like yeah, I think like Derek lacks tact. And considering that this group. You know, it's feeling very much like they're like a, they're a family of some sort. I feel it, like, and they're eliminating people just for being annoying. Like that's what set Brent out the door, basically, because Brent didn't do nothing. Um, so I feel like if that's the theme of this year, Derek, i to count his days because he's annoying. And <laughs> he says stuff that's weird. Like when he was on the feeds and he was like, I want to have a son, but he's got to be straight. I was like, what? Right.
1: I was like, where's this like, coming yeah, it's from? Like,
2: it's like giving very much like who asked, you know, Yeah, how did this subject <laughs> even come up? So I feel like he's, like, one conversation away from, like, overstepping and making somebody upset.
1: For sure. Speaking of overstepping, Brent, you say he wasn't doing nothing, but he was doing a little too much with some people. And we got a segment on this show where it was basically a Brent Sucks segment. <laughs> and he's he was talking about how he can't be friends with women that he finds attractive. He's never had a platonic friendship with a woman. He's so egotistical. He was always touching people. Like he was, he touched Hannah's butt and others inappropriately. And like he was, yeah. And like even there was so many moments of people being uncomfortable with Brent. And it just, it was, it was awkward to watch. But I wondered, do you think that we would have seen any of the negative stuff that he was doing had he not been a target at this point?
2: No, and I that's a big criticism I have, you know, with Big Brother sometimes. And sometimes it feels like there's an overcorrection, right? So, like, we had a couple seasons that were pretty dark, right? And mm-hmm. so, since BBKKK, as I like to call it, um, they have Who
1: wants to see my KKK room. <laughs>
2: since that season, um, they have really tried to clean up Big Brother a lot because. I mean, anybody who was watching that season live with Aaron and them knows that they got that CBS got so much grief for how awful almost everybody in the house was, and so you know they do sanitize the show a lot, and I think that doesn't do the show justice.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, And so the fact that like I mean I'm not someone who avidly watches feeds. Yeah, I'm a casual whatever the heck that means. Um, as long as I have how can I be a casual? Anyway, I don't watch things that much because usually all I get is cat anyway Um, (laughs) when I try to look at it (laughs) when it's almost like this just shows about real life those real people, the social experiment like you have to show people for who they are, like don't give people a better edit than they deserve, period
1: Absolutely. I agree I agree, I think I really feel like in a lot of ways the show really doesn't do itself any favors when it does try to sanitize a lot of the stuff that's going on in the house. I'm like, you guys have, you guys are sitting on a gold mine and they don't even seem to realize it. You are literally, you're one of the only shows that allows people to view things in real time. If shit happens to be said in that house that's not kosher, then that's on the house guest. Like now I, I understand that there is like a sort of push for the safety of house guests and the and the and the mental well-being of them. Like you don't, they don't want people to come out of this house and go through so much, you know, just like they don't because people can be very, very harsh online. Even like the smallest things, people can get offended at anything nowadays. And so people can come out of this house, get attacked online, and it really drives people into like a bit of a depression. And so like I understand that they want to do right by the house guests and they want people to want to come on the show. Mm. But at the same time, sis like if you're out here being wild then that's that's on you that's not really on the show that's not that's not big brother's fault it's not it's you so now granted big brother could probably screen a little bit better and not cast who are going to act that way because i feel like there are definitely warning flags like 1000000s (laughs) we you've seen it multiple times You've seen it multiple times where people end up on the show and then we're like how the hell did he get on the show when he's got like this 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 and this on his record mm. so um running over people with cars <laughs> that that's that is so wild to me I still don't get that but whatever if they were just a little bit more transparent about everything it would be so much better so yeah I agree.
2: But also I think that's like a very nice way of looking at it. Like I don't know if it's like Big Brother CBS trying to protect these house guests because reality TV is just kind of like a very like ruthless version of like television making mm-hmm. so to speak um i feel like it's more like they're like cbs is just like tired of getting grief you know yeah. for oh yeah definitely quote, that unquote, too get,
0: yeah
2: Forget you know, creating spaces for people who are offensive which part of that they do deserve but like i said it's an overcorrection like you know sometimes it does you know sometimes uh, uh a little dragging does the body good like
1: maybe <laughs> well, exfoliation. maybe
2: <laughs> Yeah, like a little exfoliation. Like maybe Brent and French need to get out of the house and see a couple of words about themselves.
1: And they um, are, child. get a full
2: picture of like what's going on. And maybe they should. And that's okay. Because, I love how Frenchy got
1: verified on Twitter and he's still out here on mute. Like, <laughs> i fucking with us right now. Listen, he knows what know. it is when he comes he's, back to Twitter.
2: <laughs> yeah, especially being a super fan. He knows who went in there and showed his behind. So he's like, I'm not really going to mess with y'all. I don't want to hear what you guys have to say. But yeah, I think... Plus, if you're going to be on reality TV at this point in the time, like, this is not 2002. Like, reality TV television's huge. You know what's going to happen when you go in and when you come out. Like, you know someone's going to have something to say about you. So show people for who they are. Yeah. You cast them. Show them for who they are. Absolutely.
1: So. so then we get a moment of Hannah in the DR, and I was cracking up when she was like, he may think he's all that in a bag of chips, but he's barely a cracker. <laughs> and white people that, were... <laughs> I was screaming. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> I could not believe that she said it because I knew white people were going to take it and run with it, and yeah, they, they did. <laughs> I they were
2: was... Screamed the pain off my wall. I was screaming so loud. I was like, "BB said this season is going to be different, and they meant it." Like, it was like, "Not them." First of all, why would you air you? They knew what they were doing when they aired that cracker comment.
0: They
1: did. They definitely I was really did.
2: Shocked. But
1: you know what? Yeah, I
2: they- I knew what she meant, and it, you know, I don't. I don't know. It was funny. That sent, <laughs> was... that
1: sent the Facebook crowd into a tizzy. They were very <laughs> upset about that cracker comment. <laughs> I'm just like, if y'all would just sit down and just shut up and calm down for a second, clearly she wasn't calling. She literally called him. He wasn't a cracker. Like Exactly. Think about what you're saying before you go off. Like, come on now. Because if she was being real, she would have said he's a cracker. <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean? Like she would say he's right. not. You know what I mean? Like what are y'all talking about?
2: It was a poor choice of words.
1: <laughs> I think it's also it's just another one of those like cultural uh, like disconnects as well, where I feel like a lot of people don't even understand the phrase "all that in the bag of chips." Like, right? It's yeah. just not a thing. I remember my little sister, um, or my, my not my little sister. Well, I guess she is my little sister. My twin sister, actually. <laughs> <though>. Anyway, um. <laughs> She was 15 minutes for <laughs> for Halloween one year, she was literally all that in a bag of chips. Like she had like this really cool outfit on, like really sassy. She had like these these puffballs in her hair and everything. And then she had like a little bag of Lay's um, barbecue chips stapled to her skirt. And so people were like, What the hell are you? And then she was like, I'm That's all so that in a bag of chips. And um, like the black people got it immediately. <laughs> a lot of right. people were like I don't get it. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, so I love that. It's a disconnect. They just don't get it. And this is why (laughs) diversity is so important in these seasons, because there's so much that black people get and understand just the way that we talk and sayings that we have that we get. And so when you're in the house and you say these things, the white people probably don't understand you in the same way that black people would. So Mm -hmm. it's so great to see there being so many of them in the house and they can just be themselves and not be judged for it. Yeah. I agree So Xavier's still making his way Through the house And I loved the moment Of him and Tiffany talking And she's like Look you got two of these And one of these And she was pointing at her ears You got two ears And one mouth And you need to do more of this And less of this And she's like You need to do more listening this week Than talking And I love the way That she nudges people In certain directions She was just making sure That Xavier knew that Brent was the one That needed to go this week And she's just so good Like with talking to the cameras And with you know Planting these little seeds And I love the way that she handles those things and whenever Whitney came in the room and she's like I love Whitney on a personal level but I think she would cut me she's next like she her little talks to the camera have been so great to me (laughs) (laughs) I love it yeah Whitney has been such a pleasure to watch because you know Whitney uh, or excuse me (laughs) it's like hold up Tiffany Tiffany. I mean, I don't really have anything against Whitney either, but still, Tiffany has been such a pleasure to watch because she is such a fan of the show and she's so tuned in. I feel like she really has her finger on the pulse of the fandom, which is good in some aspects, but also kind of detrimental because then she kind of, sometimes she kind of cares too much about what we would think. And I think it really gets in her head a lot of the time, especially this past week. But she's been so fun because she knows that we want to know what's going on in her head. She knows she knows the kind of, like, behavior that, like, Twitter's going to end up talking about for days. Like, she she knows. Like, I feel like a lot of us can really connect with her because we feel like we're, like, living vicariously through her because she is such a fan of the show. So, it's right. been so nice to watch her um just navigate this house. And it's I'm, I'm a little scared because she does have a little bit of a tendency to play a little close to the fire sometimes. And some people are already kind of, like, on to her a little bit. So, I'm a little scared. But... I think she's going to be here for the long haul, and I'm really excited to see what she has coming up next.
2: Yeah, I mean, I agree. I concur. Um, I really, I mean, we all like Tiffany. She's hilarious. I thought the crying thing was genius.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: I'll tell you what I think is going to be the area of contention. Mm -hmm. I think her and Azza, they're. I think they're connected, but they are they they see things very differently, and they play this game very differently. And I think that is going to be where the issue is. I don't know how long they'll be able to play in tandem because I just think their strategies are just on opposite islands. Like when Alsa awesome was like, yo, don't put Brittany up, you put me up. I was like, Tiffany would never, <laughs> would never be sacrificial man like that.
1: Right. So we got a showman segment this episode. Uh, how are y'all feeling about the the status of showmancery in BB23? <laughs>
2: I know Frenchie's at home just punching air. He's like, I told y'all. I told y'all. And...
1: But I really feel like it's his fault. I think he yes, did this. I agree. To be he honest. Totally, he put that energy totally. out there. And honestly, I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I, I, I don't, like, I have no problem with showmances. I really don't. Like I don't think that they really dampen the game. If anything, I mean I'm definitely not one of these people that's out here like, "Yes, oh my god, love. Oh my god, weddings, babies." Like I'm not like out here being that way. But a showman's to me is nothing more than an alliance. All they're doing is kissing. Like I don't I don't you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I just don't I disagree, I, I 100%
2: disagree.
1: I just I feel like I feel like they add like a little bit of extra elements to the game. Of course it's going to happen because you're putting people in a house for 3 months and people are going to start looking attractive to one another. It just happens. Like, now I will admit that there are definitely some annoying-ass showmances, yes, just how there are annoying-ass couples in real life. Like, they're, you know, those couples that you just don't want to be around because they're just like, you know what I mean. But, like, I just feel like it is it is what it is. Like, I've never really had that much of an animus against showmances, like the rest of the fandom. In. My thing is, I don't mind showmances when they're genuine and they're, people actually, like, like each other. Because there's just a nature about that that feels right. But coming into the season expecting a showmance and people getting cast to be in a showmance that's what bothers me because i feel like it yeah. it immediately puts the game in a place where we're gonna have to fend off these duos because they're in a relationship and they want to have the brendans and the and the rachels and all of these things to, to like flaunt but it doesn't it, it doesn't matter in the game like at the end of the day none of that adds anything positive to the game in my opinion so if it happens that's it happens it. but i hate that we use it as like a marketing tactic yeah
2: I was going to say, I don't love them because I feel like it takes people out of the game. Yes. And like, it'd be one thing if both people in the showmance are like pulling their weight 50-50. Like the reason why Brendan and Rachel were so, well, at the time they might have been annoying, but they're in hindsight so great to watch is because both of them were firing at all cylinders trying to stay in the game, you know, up until, you know, Brendan played Sacrificial Man. But I just feel like, oh, and I'm, this is especially towards like, some of the female competitors, like sometimes I feel like they just latch onto these dudes, and they're like, "Okay, great, protect me through this whole game," and then they make it all the way, not contributing anything. Like I feel that I felt that way about sis.
1: Absolutely. Um,
2: I felt that way about um. I mean, so many. Like, and it's just like to me, it's like you're in, you came guy came into this house to win money to win a game, and now you're playing the love boat, and you know all we have to get to do is watch y'all lie around in sweats you know, all tangled up on the couch and there's no gameplay happening because your gameplay is the person you're in a romance with. Yeah. Like, you're just hoping that the person next to you will protect you through the whole game. And then even though, like, when it's the opposite, because Rachel was really holding it down for Brendan and Rachel, like, Brendan throwing away his game to protect Rachel, like, I didn't sign up for this. I did not sign up for Love Island, okay? I mean, I I signed up for Big. I,
1: I get that and i take both your points because like i mean but the, the thing about like because i definitely think that like yeah the marketing behind it is kind of like okay like that's a little weird to me it's very it's very much uh, like w- what what game are we playing here especially nowadays when big brother and love island are airing at the same time it's like clearly one show is for this shit so leave that shit over there and right. let's just play this game over here so i definitely understand it from a marketing standpoint but the thing that like i'll that i'll um Uh, rebut with that is like uh, half of those showmances that casting is casting for never actually happen. Like Robin Cass has been very vocal about like, I thought that this person was going to be with this person. It never actually happens the way that it's supposed to. So to me, I'm like, no matter who you cast, you're going to end up with a showman that's going to happen because it just We haven't had one damn season where it doesn't happen. Even BB-22, Christmas in Memphis are fucking getting married now. So it's like, it's going to happen regardless of who you put in that house. So to me... somebody out there for everyone. Exactly. (laughs) It just is what it is to me. So like, I I certainly get like, yeah, it can get annoying watching people throw their games away. But I feel like people also throw their games away for people that they're not romantically involved with. I mean, we saw with Aza. So it's just like, people are just going to be people, you know? So, how do y'all feel about Christian and Alyssa and DX and Hannah potentially?
2: I mean, I'm rooting for DX and Hannah. Um, I'm rooting for them. I don't know. I don't even know if it's gonna manifest that way, but I'm rooting for that to happen. Yeah, Alyssa and Christian are giving me the same thing we get every year—the homecoming committee. That's what (laughs) I always call the alliance: like the pretty girl and the pretty boy. It's giving me very much Tyler and Angela. It's giving me very much, uh, you know, Nicole and whoever she's choosing that week. It's just giving me, like, <laughs> I don't like, I don't know. I guess if they're happy, if they like it, I love it.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, Chris- Christian and Alyssa are very much uh, a little flavorless. Good for y'all, I guess. Um, Hannah and DX is definitely the more popular of the two with the fandom, and for good reason. I don't think that DX is, as into hannah as hannah is into him which which makes me sad because i think that they are such a perfect pair i think that they have similar senses of humor they're both they they there's like never a lapse in conversation with the two of them are talking with one another like there's clearly chemistry there i think that dx is starting to get a little bit more game oriented and so he doesn't want to be you know all up under hannah like that but i mean i don't think that it's I on a possibility that after this is over that the two of them do something afterwards. So we'll see. I don't think they're just both so smart and they're just they're just good for each. I don't know. They just I just, I just make a cute couple. <laughs> Especially if they get to spend a lot of time together throughout this whole process, if they make it that far. Yep. I could definitely if see they both end in up in the- jury, they definitely wanna do something in the jury house. I, I know exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I, I'm not a fan of Tyler and Angela, but I did appreciate that their showmance didn't really happen until later in the season. Like, that shows, yeah. you know, it made me feel like they at least... Had time to get to know each other and like each other in a certain kind of way. It was like real between them. Yeah. So when it happens like that, it doesn't really bother me as much. And I could see that happening with DX mm-hmm. and Hannah. Definitely. So then we move on to the wild card competition. And this week we had Tiffany, DX, and Brittany playing in the wild card competition. And DX immediately tells Tiffany that he wants to throw the competition to Tiffany to keep Brittany as an, as an option for, to be in nomination this week. And if DX wins, it could make Brent safe because his team could potentially get something to make the whole team safe. And so this competition was called Unlucky 13 and they had to cross a wobbly balance beam with the top card from their pile. And each person had four card slots. And when you get to the other side, you have to choose who gets your card. And you go back and forth and you try to get the numbers on your opponent's cards to match the number 13. And when they get to the number 13, they're eliminated. And so the competition gets started and Brick, brickly, Brittany quickly realizes that Tiffany and Derek are coming for her cards and Brittany is not excited about it and then they're going back and forth and we get to a point where Brittany doesn't even realize that she has the right card to take Derek X out of the competition and I'm just like girl how can you be mad that that like how can you be mad that they're coming for you when you are playing against them and you don't even make the move that you have in your hand how did y'all feel about this competition
2: It was, it was a little hard to watch because Brittany is just like such a sweet little sensitive dove. I know that there's, I'll let Amon explain, but I know there's some controversy over whether or not she knew that they were coming after her, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I felt like, they felt like I felt bad for her because I knew she was going to take it personally and I wish she would stop taking stuff personally, but it's hard because when you're in the Big Brother house, that it's your life for three months. So how can you not take stuff personally? For sure. Um, I think the strategy was good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought it made sense. Yep. Um, based on what they're trying to do and so from a game perspective i i gotta give it to tiffany and dx for pulling that
1: off i mean she the, the thing for me she's she, she's not on the side of the numbers and so of course dx and or dx and tiffany they're in an alliance together they're going, they want everyone in their alliance to be as safe as possible the way to maximize that is to get her get britney out of there so that she can remain an option for a nominee and so to us and to Brittany, it might feel as if it's like this targeted thing and in a way it is but it's not personal it's just you're not with us and that's sucks for you. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you, were already, you were already on the block last week and now you're getting put on the block again. It sucks. But the only way to combat that Brittany is to get within the numbers. You need to build an Alliance. You need to do something. And that's, it's an uphill battle because once Alliance is formed, it's kind of hard to get in. Um, so, I mean, that's just kind of what it comes down to. And yeah, there was a little bit of controversy as to whether or not, um, when the feeds came back, everyone was saying, oh, Tiffany went to Britney and said, oh, let's try to get DX out of here and then did the exact opposite. So everyone was like, well, why would Tiffany go out of her way to do all that line? That's just like such bad game." Right. But no, it was Britney that went to Tiffany before the comp and said, so let's, let's try to get DX out. And of course, Tiffany's not going to like say no because then it would tip her off that, right? you know, they're working together. And so she's like, yeah, I guess. And then they go and do the opposite. So, Brittany's, like, really upset about it and thinking that Tiffany double-crossed her, but really, it was never in the cards, but umch for you to win ever. So, like... <laughs> uh, come on. Please
2: exit. Turn off your mic.
1: <laughs> do you think that Derek X and Tiffany handled that comp correctly?
2: I, um, I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think they both did what was best for their game. Like... This is not Big Best Friend. So, like, I'm sure nobody has anything against Brittany, but, you know, we're trying to make sure that things happen the way we plan for them to happen, and that means you're going to be the sacrificial lamb. So just chill out, Lamb Chop. It's okay. <laughs> like, you know, like, instead like, of being upset, Brittany should have been making sure that her, you know, she was going to stay in the game. Right. That's the problem.
1: But There really wasn't any way around it. I mean, there's only three people in the comp. You really, I mean, it, they wanted to, like, have this ruse where... They didn't want anybody to think that they were going after. No, fuck that. Just go after Brittany and get it over with. You know what I mean? There's no point in, you know, parading around as if you're not actually scheming against her. Just, you know, go for it. Yeah, it was rough. But Tiffany ended up winning the competition and she had to make her wildcard decision if she would take safety. And that means that one person from each team would also have a chance to become safe or she could decline it and move on with her life. And she did. She declined it. She didn't take the safety, which I think was a smart move because it could have potentially made Brent safe or somebody else safe. That was a possibility to go up on the block. So, and she was, with Xavier in charge, she knew she wasn't going home. So it was the right thing to do.
2: Yeah, I always wondered if, and you know, like, I feel like that move, I'm surprised that move didn't create more waves in the house and start tipping people off because like, granted... You know, each alliance is like no less than twenty-two people at this point. (laughs) But like, if I was like Brittany, or if I was like Whitney, and or somebody who's on the outs right now, and I saw her give up safety and the potentially the safety of other people, I would be like, something. You're feeling very protected. You're not only are you feeling protected, but you're feeling like the people you care about are protected. Right. So what's going on over here? But it didn't, apparently didn't cause any waves to anybody, so.
1: And I think it didn't, it didn't make those waves because everybody knew the target was Brent. And so if it had not been that situation, I think people would have felt some type of way, but knowing that Brent could potentially be safe, everybody was like, girl, don't do it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay, fair. They did have
1: a house target. So. <laughs> and that's that's something interesting about this season too is we've had a lot, like every target has been a house target pretty much at this point. And... Good Travis. I mean, even... I mean, Travis wasn't a house target, but he kind of was in a sense because everybody just didn't want it to be them. And so it all kind of... Like the only answer really at the end of the day was Travis, I thought. Yeah, I kind of feel like... I, I, I kind of... I'm kind of of two minds about it. Like I feel like the house target type thing for this season in, in a way yes that's accurate it is a house target because everyone ultimately at the end of the week decides this person needs to go but i feel like i mean i feel like the, the only real true house target was frenchie because everybody was just tired of his mess i feel like travis is kind of just like what you just said is like a, just a victim of circumstance and that yeah his name was already thrown out there by frenchie to begin with and then when things kind of went haywire um the, that's kind of where the dust settled. In terms of Brent, there were definitely a lot of people that had had reason to get him out of there. But honestly, I think it's just one of those cases where it's the cookout has something they need that they need to accomplish, and then that shit just gets disseminated throughout the rest of the house. Right. So like to me, it doesn't really feel much like a house target as much as it's there's just one alliance that is influencing everybody else. Because this week you already see that beginning to break down a little bit because there really isn't a clear. I mean, there is a clear um, thing for the for the cookout, but everybody else is kind of like, well, I did the Brent thing. We did that. So let's do something else this time. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it feels very fluid. It's interesting. I'm interested to see how things break down in these next few weeks, because it's about to get real contentious. (laughs) (laughs) Very contentious. <laughs> so brent thinks he's sitting pretty even after this wild card thing he's like i'm good with i'm good with excellent alliance i'm good over here and he's chilling and Brittany is upset she is very upset that she didn't even have a shot in this competition and Azza is very upset about this too and she just doesn't understand why tiffany would go after britney in that way and xavier and, and their one in her in his one-on-one with Aza, tells Aza that he wants to nominate Britney. And Azza gets really upset about this. And she's like, I just don't understand why we need a scheme. Why do we need a plan? Let's just put the two people we want up on the block. And she just wants Britt and Whitney right on the block. And Ozzy's like, you know what? Just put me up on the block. I'd rather go up than Britney. Like, why would you put Britney up? You could put me up. It's fine. And X is like, you're in the cookout. I don't want to put up anybody in the cookout. And in the DR, he's like, I'm telling you that you are my people. I'm not going to put you up because you're my people. And you're still mad at me. (laughs) If people didn't get emotional, this week would be so easy peasy. So there's been a conversation about calling Oz's game emotional. And For me, I'm trying to figure out how do we navigate commenting on a Black woman's emotions without falling into, like, stereotypical tropes and being disrespectful, but also being straightforward and honest about what we're seeing and experiencing.
2: Well, everything is in context. Um, I personally don't believe in completely throwing out topics and subjects and putting this big umbrella in it um obviously there's a negative context in which you can talk about black women's emotions but asa is quite literally playing the game with her emotions because if she was playing the game from a game perspective she would not volunteer herself to be on the block she wasn't volunteering herself to be on the block because it would better her game she was volunteering to be on the block because it hurt her to see britney on the block again those are just the facts of what happened um that doesn't mean she's an emotional person doesn't mean she's overly emotional or she's hysterical it just means like in that particular moment she's playing with her heart versus you know her head and i don't see any kind of like negativity about that you know the worst thing you're saying is oh she's a good person like yeah also a good person she's just that was just not a good big brother player move so but I see the sensitivities around it. But I think everything has to be in context. One thing to be like, oh, she's a bad player because she's emotional. That would be casting too wide of a net at this stage of the game.
1: Yeah, I also think it's just like the, the casting this season really helps with this as well because it, it, it helps that there are other Black people in that house that are also conveying similar mindsets. Like both Tiffany and Xavier are like, Aza girl, no, we're not putting you up, and it's it's Brittany's going to be fine. Like she's not even the target. Like why are you right. why are you going this hard? As opposed to a season like BB Seventeen, where Davon gets into like one little tiff with Clay, and then the whole house is like, oh Davon, oh she's got to go because she's just doing a lot. And it's like, yeah, if she's maybe a
2: loose cannon, right? I'm if there were one,
1: uh, maybe one other black person that has had similar experiences with Davon, to be like, no, I think that she was just kind of just like. Cause I feel like if I were in that house, not to like put myself on like a high horse or anything, but I feel like I would have had the perspective to be like, no, I think that she just kind of got upset because we're in a, you're in an alliance with her, and you are like acting as if she's being suspicious. Like, why are you casting so much doubt on Devon for counting uh, whatever the hell she was counting in that room? Like, why are you doing this? Like, you're in an alliance with her. You know what I mean? But because historically we don't necessarily have that balance in casting, it's always one one assumption just takes over that person's entire game and they're out the door the next week and so right. I, I really feel like yes there is i think that it's great to always have that have it in the back of your mind like hey am i are we are we throwing osage to the wolves one good time for the one time as usual or is there actually some 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 truth here to what we're saying and i think yeah i mean she literally said i don't want to see her go through that again put me up on the block that's an emotional right. play. I also said that it was an emotional move and that she was letting her emotions run her game. And I don't, well, I wouldn't even say run her game, but in that moment, she was letting emotion move her in the direction of making a move that could jeopardize her game and the game of everybody she's working with. I also think that it's, it's a bit of the Tiffany's Tiffany stuff as well. It's like, because when um, she had a conversation a little later on the feeds with Derek and Derek was trying to calm her down and everything. And Tiff also was like, "Well, you need to tell Tiffany to stop being fake as fuck." And it's like, "Oh, okay. So you're so you 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 feel bad for Brittany, but you also are feeling some type of way because Tiffany didn't clue you in on the fact that yeah, we're going to go after Brittany. So now you're feeling like this alliance that you're in isn't really an alliance because you're not being clued in on the fact right. that one of your teammates is going to be off the door. So it's just like." It, there's a lot. There's like layers to this. It's like a very nuanced situation, and I feel like if anything, Ozzy just wants to be. She wants to feel as if she's included in everything, and she should be. And I think, and I think that's that right there is a valid reason. Like I think that her and Tiffany should really sit down and be like, "Look, you didn't tell me that this is the plan. Why we're in an alliance? You know what I mean? And plus, I right. like Britney so now I'm even. I'm, I'm, I'm extra pissed. Like, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a mess <laughs> for sure. So Xavier tries to get Brent used to the idea of him potentially going up on the block. And Brent is immediately like, no. He's like, I'm not pawn material. I'm too big of a threat. If I go up, I'm going home. And he's like, if you put me up, my team's going to be mad. And, if, and our relationship is just not going to be the same. And the poor guy has no clue that everybody wants him gone. So it was just like, a, it was hard to watch. But at the end of the day, Xavier nominated Brittany and Brent for eviction. And Brittany was pissed. And I was cracking up. She was like, I'm absolutely... Absolutely, positively pissed. <laughs> I was like, she'd she be struggling. Um, but Britney acted like Xavier was so rude to her in his speech. I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah, I was like seeing her waiting for like the the other shoe to drop. I was like, what did he say that was so bad? But I just think that Britney, she is, she's just having a rough time. Everything it's just been it's just ever since she got nominated the last time it just hasn't really been a good experience for her and so I think that that's going to color the rest of her experiences with people and it's just not she's she's going through it and I and I do feel for her in that sense but in at the same it's so hard to talk about it because I've I've seen a lot of conversation about Britney being autistic and sometimes maybe we should include that in conversations when it comes to her managing her emotions because it might be a little bit different than someone who is quote-unquote neurotypical and so I do try to have that balance when when talking about it but there are times where I'm like Brittany girl I don't think it's as bad as you might think it is you know so it's 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 a balancing yeah poor thing (laughs) see I I try to give her that grace too but I also am like when when you're in the big brother house I feel like the playing field is is level in a sense like everybody's playing the same game and it bothers me that she acts like it's a problem for her to go up on the blog and for her to be targeted when this yeah. is big brother and that's what happens in this house and the way she like pushed her chair in and she stormed away crying and i was just like i get being upset and emotional about it but like why like you knew what this was you have every every piece of information you need to know what big brother is going to be and i know being in that position and you know she might have had these visions of just like being hoh and not being the tar or on the block every week but all of that comes into play and that's what makes it hard for me to feel bad for her because i'm just like this is part of the game and it's a smart move for everybody involved so you got to get over it. I think it's just a hard pill to swallow. That's just what it comes down to. It's just like, yeah, and it's like, I want to use the same argument that we always hear the house guests say. It's like, you don't know what it's like unless you're in the house. Like, oh, you can't touch me. Mm. But like, again, and I, I but I think that that's always going to be the case. It's just, it's hard for us to sort of like really put ourselves in her shoes. But like, At the same time, I do understand because it's just like you're on the block again, and like you got to go through an entire week of people like lying to your face and saying, "Oh, you're safe," but you never really know, and it's just like. It's just a lot. It's emotionally taxing. So I get it. I, I, I do think she's going overboard, but I do. But she's it. also a joker. Yeah. And her team captain put that house through hell that first week. And she was sitting there yeah. safe and comfortable. So I yeah. think that. that that's I, a good like, point. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You you, you Everybody was on pins and needles for a whole week and a little longer than a week. And now that you're having to deal with the stress that everybody else has had to deal with, you're the one it's crying. Like, I don't like, deserve get it. over oh. it. The, the Jokers honestly should be happy to be pawns because they literally were safe when all that foolery was going on. So that's just like, I don't want to hear it, Brittany, because get, no, no.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing about Brittany, poor thing. Um, she has got to calm down in all aspects. And I understand that because she is uh, open with all of us about her, about having autism you know, should that change the conversation around her? I mean, yes and no. I think there's certain things that we, sh- that we should be mindful of saying about her. Um, but at the same time, like she, you know, she's a person And also, like, here's my thing is I just wish that she would just you know, not take everything so personally, and I feel bad for her because she's so sweet and she's so nice. And she's like a really, and she'll cheer people on. And she's, but like, unfortunately, she's on the outs. Period. Yeah. So, yeah. If she don't like that nomination chair, she better reupholster it because it's hurting, <laughs> You know, <laughs> because what what are they gonna do? Uh, as they're trying to get these targets out, but to put her up as a pawn, so. I really can't. I feel bad for her. I
1: feel a little bad because I don't feel bad for Brittany at all. <laughs> like, <What? laughs> like, so on brand. Not like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like it's a part of the game. And I just, I don't have any, like, I don't feel bad at all. What am I missing here?
2: Um, well,
0: compassion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd say all that, but since you said it, uh, no, I feel like. I feel like you're, like, very, um like, I feel like you have, like, some Virgo placements. Is that correct? <laughs> I don't know. I think you do have some Virgo placements. I think we talked about this. And so it's on brand for me because you're very much like, this is the gameplay to go home. Like, I like I get it. Like, you knew what you signed up for. So, you signed um, up for this. <laughs> but it's like, I want you to be this upset when you have a reason to be this upset. Yes. Because, like, you're not the target. Like, I need you to be crying like this when it's like you got one foot out the door and you're just trying to stay. Like, you weren't even on the radar. If Brett had taken himself off, they probably would have put somebody up on there and still send that person. Absolutely. Out.
1: Like, <laughs> it feels like Brittany <laughs> so... has main character syndrome where she thinks everything's about her and she's like, yeah. even though she, it, none of this is going in a negative way for her, she feels like it is. And I know that being in that position, you might feel like you're the main character in this situation, but girl, like understand what's at play here. And I think that's, what's wrong with her game is that she's not fully invested in the game in like a way that makes sense and that she's invested in other people's games. And it just, maybe that's the, I don't know. There's something, there's a disconnect between me and Brittany and I kind of hope that they send her home. (laughs) I think it's also colored by the perspective of like Frenchie being the first H-O-H as well. Like him being so just like erratic and wild as hell. It was perfect justification to put his ass up on the block next week, right. and I feel like for Brittany, it's like I didn't do what Frenchie did. Why am I the one that's getting? You know, that's not. It's not my fault. Like that's that was Frenchie, but it's, not me. It still made sense. Kylan's reasoning was so it was clear. Yeah, I mean, it would no, it was succinct. I I agree. I just think that in her mind, she's like, I didn't do half the shit that Frenchie did. So why am I the one that's? Being attacked here and then to get put up on the block again—it's like. But Damn. that's another thing. They keep acting like they're being attacked. This is not an attack. Like it just—it's so confusing to me. But and Azza was mad. But it because it feels that way when you're in the house. It just feels right. Azza was upset that Brittany went up, and she says the cookout is her priority. But if a decision involving the Joker's is made, she wants to know about it. And she says that it's hard to balance morals and emotions and game. And but I was surprised because Derek DF. Actually, got it. He was like, I'm not mad about it. The cookout is the main priority for me. So if Britney has to go up on the block for that to be the case, it is what it is. And I was happy to hear that from him because he's been a little questionable. But I just get confused at where the balance between team and solo play comes into play in a game like this, especially where teams are so important. For me, I think that you just play as if the teams don't exist. That's how I kind of see it. Of course, okay. if, if you are able to connect with your team and you guys are good and you like each other, and you want to go far in the game, perfect. Call it an alliance. Act as if it's an alliance. Don't act as if it's, if it's a team, because you're still going to connect with other people outside of your team that you're going to want to play with. And so I just say, do your best to insulate yourself as much as possible, as if this were just a free-for-all game. And so yeah, if there comes a time where somebody that's in your alliance that also happens to be in your team is about to go up on the block, then yeah, maybe you maybe you want to spend a little bit of social capital to 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 make sure that that doesn't happen. At the very least, they don't go home. But I think for the most part, you really should just. I think that it, it the game is always going to be requiring you to be self interested. So, like if if they gotta go, then you should have been doing your due diligence to make sure that that wasn't the only person that you were aligned with. Period. They gotta
2: go. They gotta go. Yeah, I agree. Concur. <laughs>
1: Retweet. Okay um, So then we get a moment of Oz pulling Tiffany aside And she asked Tiffany About the way that, they, that She went for Brittany And it did not go well I remember watching this On the feeds And I was like Oh gosh This is terrifying Because I felt like It could be like The beginning of the End for the cookout In yeah, a sense da, da, da. It was not pretty But you know They, they definitely recovered well but Tiffany was just like, I'm a logical player and Ozzy leans on emotions. And they both agree that they're just playing two different games. And I do you think there's gonna be any lasting effects from this issue? Yeah, I think so. It was it was so it was so tense watching that because she walked up to her because Ozza was in the uh in the little checker room thingy. And um, Tiffany comes up there and she's like, What are you upset about? I know you're upset. And Ozzy's just like, No, I'm fine. It's good, I'm good, I'm fine. And then Tiffany's like, All right. And then she just starts playing chess with Oz still sitting there looking sour. I'm like, oh my God. But like, then we on, the show, on the show they showed when Ozza pulled Tiffany in the room and had the conversation with her and Tiffany was just not giving her any kind of like care. And that's one thing yeah. about Tiffany's game is sometimes she gets ahead of herself because she starts feeling like, I'm not going to explain this to you. I'm not going to do this. But she's not giving yeah. the person like the care and like the, just the softness that they need in that moment. And I, I need her to see that that softness is really important and stuff like that. I feel like she really sometimes governs this house instead of just living in it. You know what I mean? Like she really just.
2: <laughs> That's a good way to put it. It really That's is. a good way to put
1: it. I think she kind of did that. Motherly instinct kind of just like seeps in sometimes when it's, when, you know, she feels like she doesn't have to give certain people the, the time of day. Cause it's like, like, look, this is all this, especially when they all have this understanding where it's like, look, Aza, I'm not coming for you. You are a, from a black woman to a black woman. Why are you fighting me on this? It's just britney like what are you doing <laughs> like so i i totally get it but still you are still playing a game and at the end of the day y'all gonna be voting each other out i don't care right. if y'all make it to jury yeah. y'all gonna be voting each other out okay so it's not gonna is this this little ring around the black rosie ain't gonna happen for <laughs> the entire thing not ring around the
2: black rosie <laughs> that's like a like a racial story like a like a racial song like like
1: Song of the South or something. Oh, God. <laughs> Not Songs of the <laughs> South. <laughs> she has to, Tiffany has, that that is a flaw in her game. She really has to learn how to. If, if people, like, look, if people approach Big Brother emotionally, I think the best Big Brother players are the ones that know how to manage that. You yes. are, you, you, you. you what you, about
2: you, Vanessa?
1: You, it, it, Ooh. Look, that's a, mm. I'm just saying. <laughs>
2: Because she was a great player, but she was on the ledge.
1: Not the ledge. I'm saying that good Big Brother players are ones that know how to manage their own emotions, but also I'm saying they are ones that know how to acquiesce to emotional players as well. Like, those are the okay. ones that are, like, the good ones. Like, if you, if you know that AZA is going to feel the type of way, or if you know that AZA is, like, the type to react this way, then you need to do your best to manage that. And if you can't, then... You, if AZA wins HOH one day and she's like, hmm, I remember when Britney's ass got put up on the block just so, just, just because, so Tiffany, take a seat. You know what I mean? Like, that could happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just you know it's just it's, it's it's a little dicey it's a little dangerous so we get another segment about how much Brent sucks and Hannah's talking about how she can't stand Brent so much that she through the competition is willing to take out her own teammate <laughs> and Whitney <laughs> and Whitney was saying Whitney
2: is and I almost was like laughing because I was like dang they almost put you on the block because your association with him right and you don't even like him
1: it's wild and then Brent is just delusional he's like I have the numbers and he's like I'm definitely gonna say and then he was saying that whole my body perceives my intelligence or something i was like what the hell does that even mean <laughs> so he weird proceeds right and i was just Fucked like sir how do you talk about your intelligence and then ooh, just not it <laughs> apparently his sister Bro. isn't a big fan of him either i mean i don't want to like i don't know exactly because i never really saw the post but apparently on reddit his sister has really not been team Brent.
0: really all. like
1: apparently like she's like oh yeah he's all he's like very arrogant he's very full of himself like what you see on the feeds is kind of like how he is in real life too like and he's just not So, I mean, that sort of helped me feel a little bit better about this, like, get Brent out of here, because I kind of felt a little bad for him, because he was just so oblivious. It just felt so icky to me. But I think I'm usually a very, like, empathetic person, but y'all be feeling bad for people that I'm just like, girl, bye. (laughs) And I'll
2: be sitting here thinking, is it- that's Amon.
1: I didn't say all of that. I don't know. I just be sitting there thinking, is it me? Am I really like feeling bad for somebody who's like trash? And I really like Amon. Like, is it really that? I don't know. Just something about him. Like, I don't know. I think it was just the obliviousness of it all. It just made me, it didn't make it fun anymore for me because it just, I don't know. I just, I, I just kind of felt, I, I just, I just look at him and I cringe. I just, oh, I couldn't even watch.
2: Okay. But he chose to be oblivious. Period even him even before he left the house he said i know i'm a strong personality i know people are out to get me and yet i'm so confident that i'm going to stay here and it's like 1 plus 1 is 3 like i'm confused <laughs> on like why you're feel like you're being blindsided i think his team um like plotting against him was hilarious yeah, like that, that whole was... thing
1: was funny to me yeah he was fucked <laughs> but, <laughs> he was...
2: like Brent, i think Brent needs to go home you know, catch a flight or two and use himself and do some self-reflection, you know, about what landed him there. uh, And he needs to watch himself. The Bible said, check thyself before you you recognize
1: thyself. He a room full of mirrors, but you know, that'll go the wrong way for him because he'll just be checking himself out because the reflection ain't there for that one. (laughs) (laughs) So we move on to the veto competition and Xavier Brent, Brittany, D.F., Whitney, and Christian play in this veto competition. And this competition was basically bowl arena where they have to spin real fast and then run up to the little ramp and try to knock something down with the bowling ball. Did you like the the way they did this with the couches and whatnot?
2: Ooh, I'm going to give all of them credit, child, because I have vertigo. That would have messed me up for weeks. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. The world would not have spun right for me for days. Uh, <laughs> so I commend everybody in that competition. Derek F, <laughs> A for effort. I really got to say, <laughs> you absolutely tried. He tried.
1: tried. Bless his heart. He absolutely
2: did
1: drugs.
2: I, was, <laughs> oh,
1: his I heart. was like, sir. Like, I get it. He but also, like, he, the way he was spinning like that, I was like, he he was barely taking a step in them seconds. I was like, sir, put a little bit of ump in your step, please.
2: <laughs> not ump. I also felt bad because he's the tallest, I think. And I don't think the, this wheel was up high enough. Mm. So we kind of had to, like, bend underneath it to spin, which would put him at a disadvantage,
1: I think. I feel like I'm surprised that more people have especially since this, this cast is full of super fans, adopted the meta strategy of this comp by just spinning very slowly. Yes, it'll take you more time to get to the bowling part, but if you just spin slowly and rack your time up, then you're not going to be dizzy, and you're free to just run up there, hit the things that you need to hit, and come right back. But people are just out here, just spinning into their loo, <laughs> <laughs> up. into my loo, <laughs> into my loo. <laughs> it's
2: the adrenaline of it all, I think. I think you know you can go into any competition with all this strategy, but when your heart's beating really fast and you're like, I gotta win this, I gotta win this, it's hard to like calm all of that.
1: Yeah, especially when your body perceives your intelligence. Yeah, oh lord. Kind of- <laughs> Brittany went first And she challenged Brent And Brent was all over the place I was like, sir He was doing a lot um, And Brittany ended up being The first person eliminated After saying that she was Going to go into this competition And win and I was just like, girl Poor thing <laughs> Bless it um, Xavier then challenges Brent again And Brent was like This confirms to me That I was the target And he was so dizzy at this point That he could not get it together And he was throwing up In that bucket Oh, I was cracking up that big D over there, fanning him with his fan. <laughs> Such a mess. And then people were mad because people were cheering that he got eliminated, apparently, while he was over there throwing up. And so people were like, I just thought it was so disrespectful. But, like, girl, it's a competition, but so disrespectful. That might be something I need to work out in therapy. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is what is this like? Breakfast at Tiffany's? Like everybody's doing a little too much. Like
1: just a little bit. Y'all don't want
2: him to win. Why lie? Like y'all know you didn't want him to win. If you care about uh, his feelings, we're gonna put him on the block. Exactly. play against him.
1: Period. Exactly. Follow through, people. Get it done. Y'all can feel bad consistent. later.
2: Yeah, they, yes, yeah, that, keep that too. The same energy all week long.
1: That's that is it. Keep that same energy. So Big D challenged Whitney, and he actually beat Whitney, even though he was struggling through that whole thing.
2: I refuse to call him Big D. It makes me uncomfortable in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just D X and Derek F in my world.
1: I hear that. So Christian challenges Big D, and Christian wins, and he challenges. The last person standing Xavier. And the ex said that he threw it. And Christian ends up winning another competition. So then Brent is getting suspicious. He's like, look, Brittany's acting a little too happy. I think they're going to use the veto. And he's like, you know, my gut is never wrong. Ooh. <laughs> Not ooh. He wants the kings to meet with the queens and talk about not using the veto because he knows he has the votes to say. So he goes to them and and basically throws them a plan, which is already the plan. He thinks that he came up with it, but he don't know that he's been a target this entire time anyway. And everybody is just laughing behind his back this entire time. Christian ends up not using the veto and Brent thinks he's safe. And it's such a delight because he thinks he did something and he ain't do nothing. Mm-mm. This is like... The most asinine plan I have ever heard in my fucking life. You want the veto not to be used because you think that you have the votes, but Xavier put, hold on. You want the veto to not be used (laughs) because you think that you have the votes, but you're also confident that Xavier puts you on the block as his target. So that to me would mean you think that Xavier thinks that he has the votes, meaning all of the people on Xavier's team meaning Christian, meaning Alyssa, meaning Sarah Beth are going to be votes against you. But oh, wait, you have this alliance with the Queens called the Mafia, so you get put up there. But you also think that everybody else on Britney's team, which would be the Jokers, are going to vote Britney out. How do you think that you have the votes? If Xavier's (laughs) team is going to vote you out, and Britney's team is also going to vote you out. That is the majority right then and there. Why would you never want the veto to be used? I just, where is the logic here? There was none. That's why I just felt, I just felt like I was watching a. I just felt like half the time I got tweeted this like, like, like sometime last week was like, I don't think that Brent is real. It just doesn't make sense <laughs> to me the way that he walks around acting as if he's like hot shit. He's all good. He's got the votes. He's so oblivious. It just felt really fake to me. I'm like, you don't honestly believe this. You can't. It like mathematically doesn't make sense. And I'm not a math guy. Like, I just can't make sense of the nonsense. Period. I was cracking up when he was like, yeah, I had a lot of things cooking in my mental. I was like, sir, the stove is off. There's nothing up there cooking at all. <laughs> like, what are you talking about?
2: He was cooking some, who knows, some Pop-Tarts. <laughs> That's what he thought he was cooking. <laughs> no, some Pop-Tarts? At most.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: Just some Pop-Tarts. Maybe a few bagel bites, but he was not cooking anything.
1: He was cooking water. That's what he Boy, was cooking.
2: Can everyone just like close their eyes and imagine you're on a flight and then there's an emergency and you look up for guidance <laughs> and you see Brent. Staring at you. I would just get on my hands and knees and apologize for everything I ever did wrong to the Lord. <laughs>
1: just (laughs) because i'm like this
2: is not going well (laughs) this is my source of guidance
1: yeah this is the end Mm.
2: this is this is the end i don't know what brent was thinking but that's the thing this is the pro. this and this is another good lesson for brent like when you are so self-involved that you don't even see what is very clearly in front of you and that is your demise that's a good lesson because he spends too much talking, he doesn't spend enough time listening. Right, that's the problem.
1: He should have been listening to Tiffany. So she was trying to let him know. He was
2: trying, and even Whitney was like, <laughs> "She." And when she was tell, talking to him, I was like, well she's really throwing him a bone right now." Because she was like, "You have to change the way you speak to people." And he was not trying to hear it at all. He was like, I don't care. I'm not going to kiss ass. And she's like, "I'm not asking to kiss ass. I'm just asking to be a nice person, <laughs> like bare minimum." Or silent. <laughs> what did Joe Scott say? Or maybe we could just be silent. That's an alternative.
1: The options are there. They are. It Ugh. just don't make no damn sense. <laughs> Not- None. I just thought it was hilarious because in his preseason interview, he was so focused on blindsiding people and saying, I can't wait to see their faces. And then he ends up being the one blindsided first. It's just a mess across the board. All across the
2: board. Well, hopefully he saw his face in the mirror on his way out. And he <laughs> <got moved. laughs>
1: He's just so awkward. Like that whole situation where he walked up on Derek X and Hannah when they were talking about him going and they got scared and thought that he heard. It's it's so awkward, too, because then he ends up just like laying with them and he has his hand all on Hannah's thigh. And like, it's like, it's like, sir, they're they're ready for you to go. And you are showing them exactly why they want you to go in this moment. They didn't even put that on the episode, but it was just like. Uh, how do you not have the self-awareness to see what you're doing it's so confusing I, I, I don't get it i really don't get it i think that there's just i think that he just doesn't uh, the, uh, i don't know someone hasn't checked him growing up I, there's just something like he's just not he's lacking the social cues it's just not there and i i don't know i don't know i honestly do mm, the best
2: and all his future endeavors. Unless it's a flight attendant on my flight, then please,
1: no. So then we get a segment of Derek Frazier talking about who he thinks everybody is. And he's sitting there talking about thinking Xavier is a lawyer. And and I was just like, I get it because, I mean, he's right. So clearly he's like, perceiving something and it's leading him down a right train of thought but if you are in an alliance with somebody why would you want anybody to think these things about them like where like you're saying social cues and understanding how do you lack the awareness of doing that to people that you're supposed to be supporting girl girl
2: (laughs) retweet yeah i mean Derek f is not operating at all cylinders in the town, Like, he just... He's another person that's a little too much talking and doesn't do enough listening. Like, it's all theme. It's like...
1: He tosses out a lot of word salad. I saw somebody tweet that. I was like, that's a perfect way to describe it. He just talk, He just be talking. I feel like
2: the cookout online is going to have some troubles because not everybody's on the same page. We need to all be on the same page for this to work. And Derek Evans is just too busy. He's just too bu- He's just one of those people who has to, like, take all the air out of the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people who have to be... The main one in the conversation have to be the loudest, have to be all, have all the attention on them. Like, after you said he was a lawyer once, okay, let it go. Why do you keep going? I think he's a lawyer i and a model. I think he's a lawyer and a model. It was Sarah Beth. I'm like, okay, you said it already in the kitchen. Why are we still talking about it? Like, you just, hmm.
1: It's kind of crazy that they really nailed it, though, because he definitely is both a lawyer. And yeah. yeah, he, he nailed, nailed it. Which well, so is crazy that they and got that that. Goes
2: to show you. that goes to show you pe- the way people carry themselves and they don't even realize it. Right. Like, he probably said something very, like, like legally once or twice in front of Derek, and he sorted it out. Maybe Derek has, uh, has some trouble with the law. And he had a couple <laughs> lawyers. He knows what it looked like. I don't know.
1: <laughs> you never know. The other night, I don't know if it was last night or the night before, they were talking and Xavier told Derek that he has Josh energy and it really bothered Derek. Like he was upset and he went in the room and Tiffany had to like talk him down and like explain to him what, what Xavier was probably saying. And I'm just like, uh, sir, you do have Josh energy. So <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> how you can go around the house saying that you think he's a lawyer. Whenever he says what he feels about you, you got a problem with it. You don't want him saying that. You know what he, what he said was, I don't want him saying I have Josh energy because people are going to think I'm going to win. And I was like, sir, <laughs> that's what you took uh, out of it. Okay, so he missed the point.
2: He missed, he missed the point. Got completely it. missed
1: yeah, the point. It went right over his head. It was such a mess. I was
2: about to say, I was like, I'd be offended myself. Like,
1: <laughs> But I'm just like, how, how do you not have the self-awareness to understand that you were doing the same thing to him, basically? And I get that Josh is a different person and is not a lawyer, but it's still the same thing in an open space in the house with people around.
2: But like, do the two, like, are the two, the two apply? Because I feel like saying, I think you're a model and a lawyer is like giving, you know, Xavier a compliment, so to speak. Like, you're smart and you're pretty, and I think that you're probably this. Like, same thing as, as Josh energy is like, even though Derek mistook it, like, that's I don't know how many positive connotations come out <laughs> of that. you know what I mean. Not to say that in real life, I'm sure Josh is a lovely person, but on.
1: TV. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm staying silent because I'm not I'm not I'm not getting in this Josh argument.
2: Again. Why? What do you mean? Well y'all have y'all, y'all live for Josh because y'all are all emotional Pisces. That's fine. I don't know. Like I feel like of all the big players you could compare me to, I don't know if I would see like you compare me to Josh as the most positive thing. I I would understand why he'd be upset, but he was upset for the wrong reasons. He's like, Oh, you think I'm gonna win? Like Yeah, he
1: was he wasn't even upset about it because of that. It was the winner energy.
2: Like Derek, nobody thinks you're gonna win. Like why? <laughs> That's what I
1: would have said. Even Josh Martinez, uh, you know, all respect to him, even he doesn't really have winner's energy. So you really at all?
2: He doesn't. I mean, his win was his win was very much a product of the season he was
1: on. I don't think Derek. What I'm realizing about Derek Evans, I don't think he's as big as a fan as I thought that he might have been in the beginning. Definitely I think not. That he is more of like I, I. I think he you know watches the show here and there. I don't think he really pays attention to live feats that much. I just think that he has like a very limited. View on the show, and that's kind of where it is. And bless his heart. So with the Aces losing Brent. <laughs> everyone starts to take aim at the Kings now. And they know that the Kings are still four strong and they know they got to take a shot over there. Derek X knows that he can't be the one to do it because he is in the Royal flush. So if he does do that, then it's going to be, it'll blow up everything. And the Kings know that they're in hot water and that they need to win and pull out this HOH. And they're probably going to, if they win, they want to put up Whitney and Hannah and then Sarah Beth starts to share that her target is Hannah with the Kings and Xavier is not with it at all. You know, I'm a little worried for Sarah Beth moving forward because she has really been so obsessed with Hannah. And like, it's not even the fact that you want that to be your target. It's the way she's going about it. It's very heavy handed. And I think that it's putting up more red flags and it's helping her.
2: Yeah, I mean, I the Kings are making me nervous because they feel very much like they're headed in the direction of this, the same energy we've gotten from a lot of these alliances that run the house and subsequently take out people for like various arbitrary reasons, which happens every um, season. And um, Sarah Beth is giving me a little mean girl coming into this next week um, because I can't quite get a handle on why why she, is targeting Hannah so strongly. Like I understand that like Hannah to her is an outsider and so she's a wild card, but like she is pitching this girl heavy. Like every t- time I turn around, she's talking about her. And that makes me uncomfy. I don't know.
1: It was, it was, she wasted no time. She literally just started going in on it. Um and Xavier is a little bit to blame for this because I saw this conversation happen on feeds and he sort of, he sort of like uh, he we, he kind of like did not fight against Hannah being up there in, initially, which really opened the door for Hannah to be like, or um for Sarah Beth to be like, oh yeah, well if we're gonna put Whitney and Hannah up on the block, then we might as well just get Hannah out now because she's way much more of a threat than than uh than Whitney, and then it kind of just like the snowball just like started rolling down the hill at that point, and at that point it was like too late for x to be like actually let's pump to pump the brakes on that and so now it's now it's a thing now it's a thing where hannah is clearly a target that even if she doesn't end up being the one that goes next week she's still her name is now out there as someone to throw her up next time so it's very it's really really bad i don't know why sarah beth would expend so much energy on this because especially when there were people that are going to push against it it's like are you sure you want to be doing this right now? Because you were sitting really pretty, Xavier one, like you're good, and now you're sitting over here. Like I don't know. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot from Sarah So I don't really know what she's going to plan on doing ahead of time, but. She might need to consider winning HOH next week because if not, she might. Mm, it's it's not looking good. Yeah, it's looking a little rough for her, especially moving into this next week because it's especially yesterday when she had that outburst and she yelled at production when they told her to wake up or whatever. People have been a little uncomfortable about that. They were like, it was a little scary. <laughs>
0: Ooh! Oh. I'm Ooh. awake. Can I not close my eyes? You said Ooh. don't fall asleep. I'm freaking awake.
1: <laughs> so her her little nice girl act is not that she's not a nice girl. I do think that she like I I like Sarah Beth. But Tiffany clocked her too, saying that she thinks that there's something bubbling under the surface, that she's playing up this nice girl and that she knows more than she's leading on because she doesn't she's not letting she's not letting people know as much as she knows. And Tiffany has been planting so many seeds to get people to look at Sarah Beth. And it's, if you're on Tiffany's radar, it's kind of, it's something you need to be worried about because Tiffany ain't one to play with because she really will get that house thinking a certain way and moving that target right onto your forehead. So Sarah Beth needs to watch out.
2: Yeah, I think definitely Sarah Beth is giving me like undercover mean girl. It's always the girl, like the super sweet, overly sweet girl sometimes because like, you know, they learn to put on this facade so that they can cover up like the parts of them that aren't so nice because they don't want people to think that they're not nice. And very much sheeps and wolves, very much wolf in sheep's clothing. I think we're going to see more of that. I think that's going to really come out in the next couple weeks.
1: Like I'm a wolf in sheep's clothing. I'm a wolf. (sighs) You see me coming.
2: Out to New York. Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce.
1: (laughs) You fucking look like Luther Vance. (laughs) She did look like
2: Luther Vance. She did. She did.
1: That's the thing. She really did. I didn't see it at first, but I see it now. I did, but when that side-by-side came
0: out, I was like, oh, shit. So,
1: so we move on to the eviction and Brittany does a new rap for us, but then she stops, thank God. And... We move on to the vote, and Brent is evicted. I do find it hilarious that Derek F. has had such trouble voting in the evictions. He was talking on the feed yesterday saying that he was dyslexic, and that did make me feel some type of way for laughing at it, but I also, like, my mom does that a lot, too, and she... Just for me, words are very important. So when things get jumbled, even no matter what the reason is, I always find comedy in it because it's just funny to hear things out of sync and out of order. So I never it's never like something I do in a negative way or to condemn someone. It's never malicious. Like it's always just hilarious yeah. to me because it's just it's just different than what is expected. And so I do take a little pause with it, but it was still hilarious to evict to evo. <laughs> so. I didn't realize that that like people that um, have dyslexia that, that sort of will cross over into their speech. I kind of just always figured it, that it was just a like a, a reading comprehension thing. I didn't realize that it could also transfer, but I guess that makes all the sense in the world. So Interesting. I also love that Hannah got to be the deciding vote for v- Brent's eviction. I thought that was a nice touch. And I, I loved Hannah and Tiffany's goodbye messages to him. <laughs> Hannah A him up. She really did. She was waiting. She was waiting for this moment.
2: Oh, Brent. The number two rule in Big Brother is Aww. if you feel too comfortable or safe, that's usually a good indication that you're going home, but unfortunately your arrogance didn't allow you to see that. So this is Hannah speaking from flight BB23. Enjoy your flight home. Brent,
0: I guess you didn't see the kings coming from the front, the queens from the back, the jokers, and the three aces to send you out the door to Julie. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah,
1: they were, they were ruthless.
0: <laughs> I <was>
1: like, Damn. <laughs> Damn. Ooh. Um, let him have it.
2: Those goodbye messages, I was telling him on this the night, the night of, and I was like, I have yet to see goodbye messages that were as shady as Keith's were back in BB 13 when LaWan, Portia blew up his spot in front of God and everybody. These goodbye messages rival them, like, they didn't have to bring his whole profession into it. I was like, whoo. Fred,
1: just go home." You gonna catch this flight today? <laughs> I was like, "Good lord, I live." They let him have it. They really did. They did. I really wonder what type of like postseason activity we're gonna get from him. Like, I wonder if he'll be online with us and want to talk. I so hope not. Know. What do we need to hear from Brent? Like, I can't even imagine anybody having a conversation with him. What is he going to add to anything? I don't know. He don't even know what's going on in the game, probably in a real way. But that's one thing I hate about when people leave the Big Brother house. And I get that they have the experience, but they come out as if they're experts and they need to talk about it and their, their opinions matter. And I'm just like, girl, we don't need to hear from y'all, all of y'all. Like, Come on.
2: Yeah, that's true. Especially the people who left like in the first three weeks. It's like, you were on vacation. Like <laughs> you barely were even there.
1: So then we moved on to the HOH competition and they played this competition in teams and they had to take turns running to a puzzle and putting the puzzle together and make it back to hit a button to restart the time before the time ran out. I really enjoyed watching this competition. If they just knew how to air these competitions, I would like them so much more because you never know what's really going on because they have the camera on one lane when we really should be seeing everybody's lanes how did y'all like this comp? it confused me i enjoyed it i it was it was a little confusing i was like i wonder what would have happened if brent wasn't the one to go home and britney would have been the one to go home and then the jokers would have just had two people like would they have made somebody sit out and like i i just wonder what that would have happened i've never really been one that's been super super peeved about the way that those competitions are shot and like missing some of the details because to me, I mean, it's the the name of the game is put the puzzle together, hit the button. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to be seeing everybody doing it at every single moment. And I, I kind of felt like I knew what was going to happen. Like, at some point, I knew that the, the Kings were going to win because Derek X was over here throwing this oh, competition, right? trying to put a puzzle piece down when there's like a big-ass gap there. I'm like, Derek, Derek, you were literally just running through algebra this morning. What are you doing right now? Like... <laughs> You clearly that's not the piece to go down there. Uh, <laughs> would have been but on the other hand, I thought I knew I knew that the kings were going to take it. So I didn't really um I didn't have too much of an too much ire with um the way that it was shot. But they definitely could. I take everyone's point that it could be edited a lot better.
2: Yeah, but live TV is complicated. So I always kind of give those live competitions grace because it's so hard to like keep your eye on all the cameras if you know what to go where then you'll move it somewhere, then something will happen over here.
1: They should just have a split screen, just have three separate shots of the puzzles and then there you go i was
2: gonna say split screens are inherently more complicated than you think it is like it seems like really like oh just put the put put the bars up and put three cameras but like the cameras each have to be in the absolute right place or it doesn't work
1: But that's the whole point of production is like, you're producing this for live television. So you should have this all set up and have it practiced. So whenever you go on air, it's already set up. You know what the game is going to be. So like, it's just, that's what is confusing to me.
2: I give them grace for live TV. That's all, (laughs) maybe that's my biases.
1: (laughs) My thing is like, because when the Kings won, we didn't even know who won because I thought Alyssa had won at first because they were kind of focused on her and she was in the front. But then we found out that it was Christian that won. And I was like, I, but which also was confusing to me because I was like, why would he win another competition when it could have been very easy to let one of those girls win? I
2: mean, that's true, but like Christian doesn't strike me as that kind of person.
1: I think a lot of it has to do with, yeah, like you you you, you see the win in your grasp, so you just go ahead and take it. Also, the, um, the aces were catching up to them. Like Derek X finally decided to stop being an idiot and actually started putting stuff together. And all he had to do was run back, hit that button. Hannah would have put the last two pieces on. So at that point, if Chris was the one that was Right there, then he's right. the one that has to take it. So, and they knew that they were in danger because they've been tipped yeah. off. So, I just felt like he just wanted the for sure. Security.
0: Yeah.
1: I kind of like like the fact that Christian won because I just I was going to be very interesting to see how they handle him going forward since he's been winning all these comps, And it's nice to see the cookout have to deal with this. Like, let's see how they get themselves out of this one. Disagree. That's okay. all right. Why do you disagree?
2: I was not happy that Christian went <laughs> at all. I was like, great. We're going to see him and Alyssa laid up for another week <laughs> in the HOH room. I don't know. Like I said, Christian and Alyssa and Sarah Beth give me... Chrysalis. Chrysalis and Sarah Beth, whoever they are, <laughs> they give me, like, energy that feels very nostalgic like the kind of people who were running alliances every single year i would just i would i would have preferred to see a wild card win that competition and really see like everyone's true colors because so i feel like this week is just like they're all gonna go after whitney if they can't get Whitney,
1: then they're just going to go go get Hannah. A Derek F HOH would have been crazy. Yes. He was already on the feeds beforehand talking about, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to have my one-on-ones the night after I win my HOH. Everybody gets 15 minutes. If you miss your time slot, oh then that's it. Oh, my God. It. He's I'm so like, oh, okay.
2: messy. He's so extra. He's not the godfather. Like, nobody's swimming with the fishes. <laughs> just, like, be normal.
1: Bless. I kind of want to see it, though. <laughs> I, I want to see it, too. Watch his bitch ass he just gets dragged all the way to the end and then he wins HOH at like final four, We're talking about fifteen-minute time slots. Like, bitch, there's only three of us in here. <laughs> like- He's the type that would do that too. No, sir. Good yeah. lord. So, for next week, well, the week that we're currently on, have y'all seen all of the spoilers for what's going on in the house currently?
2: I think I have. I think I actually looked at them.
1: Oh, you did? I think
2: oh. I did. I don't know. I looked at them once.
1: So, Claire won the wild card competition and she accepted safety for two weeks. So, she's safe until jury. And her wild card decision was to accept the safety for herself or she could ex- accept one week of safety. For For her team. So then Christian won another competition yesterday. He has another veto. And I knew it. I knew it. I could just sense it in my bones yesterday. I was like, he's winning this comp. I can absolutely. When Christian found out that they were going to be potentially a target, I was like, he is going to win HOH. And I know he, if he's in that veto, he's going to win veto because when Christian wants something in these competitions, he is just good enough to get it. And that's terrifying to me. If they're smart, they either use them as a shield and he makes it a couple more weeks or they just get his ass out next week. Yeah,
2: to be honest, like I wouldn't even be subtle about it. They got to put the homecoming committee, both prom king and queen, on the block, and sort it out. Because if you can't take him out, <laughs> at least at least <laughs> put off one of his legs. Let's keep it moving. Like
1: sort it out. <laughs> it's just so hard because they have this damn this royal flush alliance between the kings and the the hell with queen? the
2: royal flush. So royal flush wait. it down the toilet. I'm over it. Like
1: <laughs> Period. well, that was the whole plan. That was the whole plan. This week was. The Queens, obviously, they threw that. They wanted, they, the Aces should have won this. I don't know why Derek X did this. He could have at least, I mean, I know that he wanted, he he needed to appear as if he was throwing it so that the Kings didn't get tipped off. But at that point, just try to win it or at least throw it, give it to Hannah and then she'll put them up. I don't know. It just didn't make much sense to me why they did it this way. And the Jokers were just out here being Jokers. Like they, a they mess. were just a mess. Like I just, I just, it just, I I, I really have very little sympathy for, for the cookout and like their plans this week because y'all, y'all did this. Like y'all decided, oh, we're going to throw it. And you know, you you did. You threw it right to Christian. So I'm nervous to see how this week turns out because today Derek X slipped up and said that him and Hannah would be on slop alone next week while Whitney was there. Ooh. And Whitney was like, so you're basically saying I'm going home. Ooh. Like, uh, so she's really upset Oh, today. I didn't see that. He, oh, shit. She is not happy. She was in the backyard, like, uh, very upset. And she told him that she was upset about it. And so, I don't know if Whitney is going to try to make a play here. And who knows? There's still a veto that is up for grabs. So, this could go really bad if Christian or Alyssa feel that they have some energy moving in a certain direction because, Whitney is honestly the best thing for them to keep because she ain't got nobody. Sending her home does nothing for their game in the long term, exactly. and it's scary to me to to think that she has some information and she has some energy to push in a certain direction that could potentially help her. So I don't know how this is gonna go. It could, it could help her, but I don't think it will at this point. I mean, now, I mean, now he's now she's definitely not going to get Derek X's vote to stay because Derek is like, well, fuck, like now I gotta get you get your ass out of here. So that's one gone, right? And then you, the cookouts already trying to support um, Hannah. So, I, unless there's like some major shift at this point, if even if Whitney were to go over to Christian and listen and be like, so Derek X already told me that you guys are trying to get rid of me. So now what? At that point, it's like, okay, well, now we have to because, you know, so uh, it sucks. But yeah, I get that, that's what it is. It's rough. Oh, but she's another one that I Sorry, don't bro. feel bad for because everybody's like, I feel bad that she's no. After I heard that egg roll comment, she can go. And the good girl. I'm happy that you got mm. told oh, yeah, this to your was... face. So hmm, have fun.
0: The level of savagery that comes out of this woman's mouth. I don't want to feel the whole egg roll. I just, I just wanted to cuddle. Hold on, oh. hold on. Yo, and you trying to cancel me? Bring, bring that back. <laughs> I need incredible. you to apologize publicly. Oh, that was rude. I'm not laughing. Rich not laughing either.
1: No, I love
0: him. You need to apologize. Yeah, you that him? was rude. Why the hell did you? <laughs> You're still laughing. You has not said sorry yet. Like literally, all it takes is you saying sorry. Mm, I didn't mean You're it. Sick, Oma. But I didn't want to feel. The business. Oh, my dear, she still hasn't said sorry. <laughs> she just said I didn't I mean did, it. I did, I said sorry. No, you said I didn't mean it. No, I said sorry, I didn't mean it.
1: Oh, sorry, I didn't mean it. Okay. I still haven't seen that on feeds, but that's, I read about that. That's like, and then she wouldn't apologize after, like, That's, that's
2: such a like, weird thing really? to say. Like, that wouldn't even cross my mind as a joke.
1: Me either. That's
2: so weird. That's
1: why I was offended by it, because it's so blatant. And the way that she... Pause before yeah. she said it She knew it was gonna She was like Oh this is gonna slap I'm gonna make them laugh And, and X was immediately like That's not even funny I'm not even gonna laugh that, About that That's rude Apologize And she was yeah. It just uh, I just hate it And it, And that's the that. Those are the seeds That get planted That grow Into all the fuck shit We see all the time So I'm happy to see her leave Because if that's Where she's starting at Who knows Where she's gonna end up And I ain't trying to see her End up nowhere else but home <laughs> Well, Honest.
2: period.
1: Well. <laughs> well, <laughs> Nettie and Mon, thank you so much for joining me today. Let the people know where they can find you on Twitter so they can see all y'all's greatness on the daily.
2: Child, y'all can find me um, <laughs> at Nettie Set Go on Twitter. That's Nettie spelled N-E-2-D's as in dog, I-E, Set, S-E-T, Go, G-O. That's where I am. Over there, right of my
1: mouth. <laughs> you can follow me at I'm on Adwin everywhere on all platforms. Well, that was a lot for this week. We still want to talk about the cookout, and we're going to do that in a second episode. So if you want to hear us talk specifically about that, you can tune into the second episode that will be followed by this one thank you all for tuning into julie girl a big brother podcast if you enjoy what you hear please like and subscribe and tell your big brother friends about what we got going on over here you can catch bb23 on cbs every sunday wednesday and thursday and you can always check in on what's going on inside the house on the live feeds on paramount plus we'll see y'all next week bye
0: julie girl julie julie julie